Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I am your co-host. Uh, I'm joined today, as always, by co-host number two uh, and my good friend, Blake. Hello, Jordan. Expert on video time. games here as an authority to tell me about them. Wow. I've never played them before, so I wanted to talk to someone that knew about I'm, video games. Yep, I'm a video game expert. I know everything there is to know encyclopedic knowledge of every video game ever released and today we're here to explore a game called assimilation which was released assimilation assimilation 2017 this is an old one we're throwing it back to the old school oldish yeah i mean yeah it's yeah i guess we've played games that weren't like you know super new before but uh in the time time range of edgeguard podcast it's a little on the earlier side yeah, yeah it was for mean, the epic game jam i don't actually know that game jam well Nor it's do I know epic if it's still as in around. epic games oh them that makes yeah. sense yeah apparently they host a game jam which i didn't know huh. so um this is a, an unreal engine 4 game made for the 2017 epic game jam so it's uh, uh, yeah kind of old <laughs> and it was made by uh we'll just start with credits it was made by sean baker kenneth ma and sean heron the two Sean's, they got yeah, two Sean's, two Sean's, but they spell their names differently. We got a Sean um, and a scene. Oh wow! Now yeah. do we have? Now here's a question for you: Do, do two Sean's make it right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Two Sean's, ma- two Sean's make it white. <laughs> oh no! There I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, so assimilation is a game uh, that takes place in some sort of post-apocalyptic machine wasteland. Uh, you play as a floating ball of light. Um, a soul? You're a soul, a spirit, ghost, wisp, something like that. And mm. you're supposed to float around uh, and collect the other wisps um, and then uh, reach, I guess, the center, which is like this tree, and set free some spirit, and the game ends. Uh, and so I would describe it basically as uh, survive as like stealth game with some like survival horror vibes. Um, hmm. uh, maybe maybe stealth platformer could be what we call it. Stealth platformer sure. with survival horror vibes. I mean, I wouldn't even really call it a stealth game, but I see why you would. Well, I think after like the first level, the primary way you die is not falling off the edge. It's getting captured by the spooky man so that's why i think of it as a stealth game i suppose Um, uh yeah but basically you you jump around uh there's some mild 3d platforming bits and then there are these like machine guardian things that i would describe them as looking like the um the shades from warcraft 3 uh if they (laughs) took place in the robocop universe um that's what robocop yeah you know like they got the creepy red eyes and I guess I don't I don't know that I've actually ever seen RoboCop so maybe well, that's just I, doesn't he have like a visor with like red eyes or something like I that? I don't think his eyes are red I, I think he's got like a, a black visor that he can't see out of mm. Mm. don't quote me on this I like <laughs> as I said I don't think I've ever seen RoboCop <laughs> well the most important thing is that they're just like creepy floaty robot things that try to sure. uh, capture you. And I got to mm-hmm. say, so the, the itch page uh, gives you a little warning that says mild horror vibes. Uh-huh. I found them quite frightening. They were really, oh, really unsettled. The first few times, something about the, they move really the fast. Sound, the sound they make is the very sound bad. is creepy. It's like this vi- screechy violin sound. 
Um, yeah, and they like great. speed, they really like speed towards you. And something about the, the way they move towards you just, you know, yeah, the, the me rigid, the rigid determination of just like, yeah, I'm like, a robot I'm coming to, to kill, kill you. you. That's yeah, funny. Dude, Cause I, up. I didn't, I saw mild horror vibes and I was like, I don't really think this is horror. <laughs> I mean, it's like unsettling and kind of eerie, but not like horrifying. I would but, say more know, horror in the, yeah, I mean, there's a, a little bit of a survival horror vibe to it. I mean, very mild because like survival horror, usually it's much more like kind of like endurancy in the sense that you're like, mm. you're never, it's about long not a lot of stretches of tension, yeah, long stretches of time where you're like, hiding resource management yeah afraid and this you know this is uh cut into just four levels um you know some of which are quite short um mm. and even the longest of which isn't like as long as the some of the hiding stretches in a game like soma or, or alien mm. mm -hmm. um, yeah uh and then and the other big sort of like broad thing to say about this game is the the uh setting is really pretty I just like thought it looked stunning. Yeah, um, the whole game is uh, very, very good to look at. Yeah, it looks like something out of an Inception dream almost. I feel like mm, it reminded me of uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, Did you see that I, or at the end of the movie when they're in that area where it's like there's the sandstorm all the time. There's kind of oh, like twenty forty nine. No, I didn't see. That. Yeah, it looks a little oh. bit like the original Blade Runner two though. Yeah, I mean it kind of does in that there's like big black. It's like everything's dark and there's a shiny sheen to it. It's kind of yeah. reminiscent of like the cyberpunk trope of like neon lights, dark city rain. But yeah, there's also definitely. in the last third of Blade Runner 2049, there's a part where I feel like, I, I think it's like that they're in a place where it's like a perpetual sandstorm basically. So there's just kind mm. of like red or orange sand floating in the air all the time. And Ooh. so it's just kind of like these big dark towers jutting out of like orange sand or like orange cloudy and this kind of has a similar uh look to it in a way that was yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a very uh -huh. beautiful game and like some of the games we play uh no shade i'm not going to call anyone out but some <laughs> of the games we play in the screenshots or video you're like wow this looks great and then you play it and you're like oh this looks like pretty good uh and then th but this game it was just like no this game looks really good and yeah they it's not it doesn't feel like sometimes it feels like oh wow this game has really good art but it's like these aren't people that know how to like build out a level and make a compelling or interesting space out of like visually interesting art, uh, where I feel like this game does have that understanding of a, a way to make, uh, mm. spaces that are good to look at, uh, and complement the art style and also, uh, are interesting to move around in, uh, and, and kind of navigate, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That really seems right to me. Like I did feel like these, um, spaces felt very like, um, not just both like just pretty in the sense of like, uh, quickly looking at them, but also, mm -hmm. uh, in the, the layout of the space is, is like really, um, striking, uh, a lot of times mm -hmm. the, the spot that I, um, I really thought that was the case was a part that I didn't actually like as a level, but the, the, oh, the, maze the maze bit, um, Oof. the, the sort of reflectiveness of the walls created uh -huh. an almost a hall of mirrors effect in some places. And Dude, I just when I was, that was a really nice touch. When I was going through the maze, I was like, I had the, the same feeling where it's like, it was probably my least favorite part of the game to play. Cause yeah. it was just kind of frustrating. Yeah. But the, the tedious. look of everything of just like, I don't know. It, it was, it was having me think about, um, the sort of 
uh, light contrast and the sort of beauty and like here's a everything is dark and then there's because you play like this bluish point of light in a sort of dark and red tinged world where yeah. all the structures you're on are like black or gray and like as you float over them you're like casting light into all the little nooks and crannies of these i i wish i could i wish i knew what the description of this kind of um geometric pattern that occurs all throughout this game because it's it's a trope that i've seen i mean they mentioned being inspired by uh sort of the vex locations in De the destiny games yeah, uh, on their yeah, page yeah. which mm -hmm. i can totally see that but also it's just like i feel like it exists in many places of like sort of geometry stacking on top of other geometry and just yeah. like strange well, there are some there are some like um like naturally occurring uh, like uh -huh. minerals that kind of look like this where it's like a sure. square piled on top or of a, a square or a hexagon or something like that or a hexagon um yeah so that's another thing it reminds me of another thing that it reminds me of is it kind of looks like the spaceship that the borg is in in star oh, sure. trek uh, yeah. i'm not really a star trek fan but that i'm is not either but least. i do know what that looks like <laughs> yeah at least know that um, mm -hmm. yeah i yeah uh, it, but it, it's, it's very like they, i i do think there's a lot of kind of um like history of sci-fi that's just sort of informing that look sure absolutely but anyway what the thing i wanted to say about the maze is it's like it really brought into focus of like how pr pretty a thing can be just by being like here's a a, a you're in this dark place that mm -hmm. is uh, cold and uh sort of um clinical looking or uh just machine it doesn't look natural at all uh and then you're this like moat of light and reflections bouncing around like first of all it's just like the lighting in unreal engine and in this game look just really good yeah uh, and the, the light and the reflections really i don't know it's like i think a, a lot of times uh games that have like a really a nice like lighting model or um like a advanced res uh, reflections it becomes this like uh fetishization of of the technical achievement and all this stuff and and this game is like man those reflections look so good but the only reason i'm thinking about them being reflections and being like a technical thing is because i have to talk about this on a podcast like if i <laughs> if i weren't i feel like i would just be absorbed in in the in the in the aesthetic of the game and i wouldn't be uh yeah. thinking of it in in such terms because uh where other games kind of make a point of I don't know. It, it felt it felt like they earn the 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 beauty of of the sort of look of everything. I don't know yeah. if that is a meaningful thing to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, enough. Uh, I, I, I sort of I sort of uh, uh, know what you mean and, and agree with it. Like um, uh -huh. it just feels like um, it it feels like like really um, how how to put this like real like there's a lot of thought and effort put into the appearance uh, hmm. and and it feels earned in the sense of it's not just like there to just like shock you like wow this is pretty sure. it's like really like like it feels uh justified and according to the like world they're trying to realize and the other thing yeah. i just remembered about the appearance that i really like is the the sort of hazy look of the light because it's like everything's a little bit foggy kind yeah. of uh -huh. the, yep. that that effect looks really nice yep so yep. it's it's just a nice looking game all of the light and so good very very impressive for three developers and what i'm assuming was a week but Small so it's a little time, longer yeah. than that's a little bit longer than most game jams but even so quite short yeah, yeah um, not very long yeah um well i guess we can go ahead and get to mechanics then so the sure. 
the the main thing you're trying to do is uh, you're you're doing a little bit of jumping. Um, you're doing a little bit of collecting because there's a little motes of light that you want to get, and you're doing a little bit of like avoiding slash stealth. Um, just in the stealth, not like in the sense of you have like a hide mechanic or anything, but you just want to not go into the line of sight of the red dudes. And mm. um, also, you can evade them by get, getting above them. They can't go up and down. Sure. So if they're mm. running towards you and you're above them, then you're safe, which is also kind of a, I don't know, that feels like a stealth game trope to me. Like, go above. Like, you're often sure. using Batman. using three-dimensionality that your enemies don't have access to. Yep. Batman, Arkham Asylum, shoot your little 100%. thing up to the gargoyle and sit up there. Yep. Or Assassin's Creed, you know, the most oh, sure. troped uh, stealth game. Um, and the thing, there were a few, um, I thought some of the, the, the like different game genre tropes they mixed together were sort of strange. Like it, Mm. it was, it was strange to me that there was like a time component at all. Like, I don't know why it was telling me how fast I did it at the end of each level. Because after I I saw that the first time I was like, oh, am I supposed to be doing this faster? Uh. Hmm. Because like the world itself, I didn't feel like evo like gave me the sense of like I should be rushing. Like it's a really kind uh-huh. of like like quiet, empty. Like it just feels sort of like it wants to be uh, explored slowly uh, and also cautiously because hmm. you don't want to get attacked. Sure. Um, but then it was giving me time as if it was like a time challenge. Yeah, that's it's interesting that you brought that up uh, because I I agree that like I just wasn't paying attention to my time at all. Yeah. But um, I also feel like the environments, as much as this looks like a game and clearly takes inspiration from games about like, I mean, I, I think it's clear that it takes a lot of inspiration from a game like Journey. And I think they stayed as oh, much sure. somewhere. Um, but the um, the environments have this feel and i feel like it complements so we haven't talked about the jumping mechanics super specifically but um oh, right first of all like you're a little ball floating around like you're floating around you're not rolling when i yes you never actually saw the screenshots the no when i saw the screenshots i thought you were like gonna be touching the ground but you you don't you kind of float and as you go you kind of bounce along it looks almost as if you're like floating on water or something yeah um, yeah there is like a little weight oh, kind of waviness to the way you move yeah and you have this big uh, floaty jump and you I mean obviously you're literally floating so floaty uh, sounds like kind of a ridiculous way to describe it but it's like uh, pretty <laughs> a uh, float. loose it's pretty loose and you have a ton of control in the air um, mm-hmm. and the environments kind of lend themselves to the way there's like geometry stacking on geometry it's like there were times where I was just like going around be like I don't even know if I'm supposed to be over here but I can kind of like meander around and get on this weird geometry and like use yeah, the fact yeah. that it's the shape that it is to like get places that it seems like don't really have any purpose yeah um and uh so I I really did like that sort of the the environments and the um they felt sort of like non-specific as as linear as the game actually is uh you can really you can kind of explore around and and do some weird like just poke around weird corners and definitely and having it be like this floaty uh jumping it felt like those kind of like complemented each other well it's it's kind of a contrast to uh your standard uh platformer uh if you would call this game a platformer where uh you know you have a specific, a very specific distance you can jump, and you're usually, if you're playing a, a 2D platformer, usually kind of going in one direction, you know, always yeah. jumping the same way and all that. 
Um, so it, it was, it felt like an, uh, an interesting way to incorporate, uh, sort of familiar elements in a way that felt, uh, you know, distinct from a lot of games that yeah. you play. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the, the sort of like specificity of the jump mechanic in this, because it, there is something really, um, I almost felt like it was hypnotic kind of like mm. the way you jump, because it's not like you jump and then you land. It's like every time mm -hmm. you come back down, there's like a bit of a bob, like, uh, sure. like it really is like you're landing in water and you kind of like go up and down a little mm -hmm. bit before reaching a stable hover height again. And so, sure. um, there, I, I sort of like something about the way you jump, uh, when you're like doing the platforming parts that you were describing, like where you're ascending, uh, you mm -hmm. kind of like naturally, or at least I did every time you land, you naturally like wait till the, the sort of, um, spring back of your mm. landing in order to jump again. And it creates a oh, sort of like sure. rhythm that feels, uh, it's sort of, yeah, it's kind of hypnotic to watch. It's like uh, jumping on a trampoline, right? Like you don't yeah. jump right away. You, you jump once the trampoline starts it's coming back up to exactly. meet you, you yeah. jump off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it does. I hypnotic is a, an interesting way to describe it because I, I, I definitely agree that, uh, at first I was kind of like, oh, this is weird. Like you're kind of floating and bobbing along it. Yeah. It, it, it feels a little different than you might, uh, anticipate, but then yeah, you're right. It has sort of, there's a, there's kind of a beauty to, uh, just jumping around and the, the way it feels and the way you sort of speed up and slow down and sort of glide down after your jump. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just got a, a, a really, really good look to it and, uh, it yeah. all meshes together, you know, pretty nicely. Yeah, um, that actually reminded me of something else I had thought about this game. When you mentioned that a lot of the like random, uh, like geometric edges that you can jump on don't, you know, necessarily look like they're designed to be platforms. Like they're just sort of the natural outgrowth of this weird pattern. Um, sure. Uh, that actually I feels a little bit like a stealth game to me as well. Just in the sense that stealth games mm. are all about like like subverting a place you're not supposed to be and like making oh, use of sure. things in ways they're not supposed to be used. Uh, and that actually uh, uh, sort of echoes a stealth theme to me as well. I, I, I do, th it is, I guess it's not like, it's not neatly a stealth game, but I think in a lot of its sure. themes and a few of its mechanics, it does have a, a stealthy uh, I I think you're convincing me of that. They're they're also the like thematically at the start of the game. There's a little thing about like machines took over the world. You're the, yeah. one of the last living souls, and you have to restore, uh, you know, light to the. You have to make it to the tower and and restore light to the world. And in that way, it sort of has the stealth mechanic or sort of the stealth ethos of like. Uh, you are a thing that is out of place and you yeah. have to, You're not supposed to figure here. out the way to navigate, uh, navigate this place. And yeah. actually in, in that regard, it reminded me a lot of uh, inside. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. The, that's the true. Puzzle platformer. And yeah. I guess part, part of it was the, I was thinking of other games that had like a similar art style of like the really stark, like dark on light uh, right. contrast. And so I was thinking of, of inside and yeah, it has a, it had kind of a similar, the uh, robots coming after you in this game had a similar feeling to the the sort of like clinical yeah. darkness of uh, some of the enemies or like contraptions in Inside, where it's just like yeah. you're like a little kid character, and games generally shy away from showing little kids being you know mutilated or yeah. or killed. Uh, and that <laughs> game's just like very yeah, nope. Like, here it is. <laughs> Yeah, here's a dog like ripping off a little kid's arm. Like, oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, I think the 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 way that the um the like 
the water children in Inside that they oh like move faster than you do and they're just kind of like yeah. in- inexorably coming towards you. That sort of mm. reminds me of the enemies in this as well. Like like you, the sort of panic when you can, you know, because you immediately can tell they're moving faster than you. And so it's like, oh God, oh sure. God, oh God, oh God. Uh, it's like, oh fuck. Go, go, I have go, no go, recourse go, 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 go. but to get away. And I can't um, get away because they're faster than me. Jump, 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 jump. <laughs> just, just jump on something. Yeah, there's definitely many times where I'm like, all right, right when he's about to grab me, jump, and then he can't get me. And then I'll he'll stop for a second while he's trying to grab me, and then I'll get it. Yeah, it, exactly. didn't, it usually didn't usually didn't work. <laughs> well, um, it worked a little bit, but. Uh, the Also, there's a spotlight mechanic in this as well. That's also oh, yeah. both in Inside and in other stealth games, like trying to avoid a overhead spotlight before it sure. spots you and kills you. Yeah. And that also had the classic, you know, anytime there's a avoid a spotlight mechanic, there's a uh, tunnel to hide in. That's like the sure the a shadow to yeah shadow to creep hide up in. under. Um, um, uh, did you? Did I interrupt you? No, you did not. Okay. Um, the so another another sort of strange combination of mechanics that I noticed in this game was um. I, I don't know that I thought that the collecting of things really matched the the avoiding the enemies. Um, just uh-huh. in the sense that when you're feeling really like like um, like you need to be careful and like watch where you're going, uh, you mm-hmm. you just don't even feel like thinking about the the wisps. I, I, yeah. I sort of felt like those goals were in tension with each other, like avoiding the dudes and collecting the stuff. Because I, mm-hmm. I think of collecting as a mechanic that sort of is you do when you are free to explore at your leisure, and yes. when you're you're trying to avoid something that has a patrol, you definitely don't feel like oh, I'll just you know muck around. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, I definitely felt that there were times where I'm like, well, I can see that that is a thing that I could go collect, but uh, I will frankly, <laughs> I I do not care because I want to stay away from the bad guys, the big scary red man. <laughs> Yep, the, the the he's gonna come at me and it's gonna make the bad bad sound and I, nobody wants that. <laughs> the bad bad sound. It's a yes. bad sound. I it's don't very... want to be screechy violin again. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, there. I um I do want to make an explicit shout out to that sound as being effective in what it's designed to do. It made me yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. While we're while we're talking about sound though, I do I do want to say one criticism I have is that your player movement doesn't have any sound associated with it as far as oh, i could tell right it doesn't it only yeah you can make sound the only time you quote unquote make sound is when you activate a wisp or a tree it makes it like a yeah kind of chimey yeah. belly Chimes. sound yeah um, i feel like you would have got a lot of mileage out of even just like a little like like yeah. something that changes pitch a little bit as i speed as up is like i'm sitting yeah. as i'm sitting there it's just kind of like doesn't really make that sound and then it just goes yeah like whooshing yeah. sound because you it, it like did leave me feeling yeah it, it did leave me feeling kind of disconnected from the the sort of uh avatar in the game at times because uh you don't really have i don't know there's just a simple sound design thing like that can really uh increase your connection because it feels like you just anything that uh sells the impact of your control on the game is yeah. gonna make it feel better so yeah. even if it's just a, a subtle sound that many people wouldn't pick up on uh it'll mm. it'll still help sell that you know subconsciously or whatever you would consider that in terms of consciousness of <laughs> you know not explicitly noticing the the sound or whatever 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That it, it, um, hearing feedback when you do something just really like makes you feel connected to the avatar in a in a stronger way. So I I mm-hmm. uh, I think I agree with that evaluation. Um, one other thing I wanted to make sure to point out was what I sent a Snapchat to you about <laughs> before was this game makes a um an interesting choice to not reset the enemies when you die. So you, I think the idea is that your respawning is happening in world in real time. Like the, mm-hmm. it's not a matter of like, you know, normally when you, you die and respawn, it's like it never happened. Like in, in the, mm-hmm. the world of the game, uh, totally resets. Yeah. yeah. It just resets. Um, in this, it seems like you're just, I don't know, like the, the tree is, reproducing you or something because it just like uh-huh. drops you back into the world with the world exactly how it was. And so mm-hmm. what that means is that if you, you know, you go into a spot where a uh, enemy is, they'll run towards you, kill you. And then they'll be in the spot where you died when you come back. So mm-hmm. I, I uh, thought I could try to abuse that by, <laughs> um, by uh, making the enemy in the maze level be in a spot I wanted him to be in. But then Mm. what happened was I accidentally got him stopped in the starting hallway. That's not where I wanted him to stop. Um, And then when I came back into the starting hallway, he ran down into the entry room to kill me. And then from there, the second I respawned, he ran to the respawn tree. And then he just spawn camped me. And he just (laughs) murdered me every time I respawned. And the game was trapped. Uh, How did you you get out of that? I had to restart the whole game. Wow. Yeah. Nice. It was, uh, it was that's what that's what you get for trying to abuse the game, Jordan. Well, I thought it, it was it, maybe it does seem it does seem pretty unlikely. It does seem pretty unlikely for that to happen though because uh after you sent me that video, I was like, "Oh, well, I want to s- kind of mess with these." And what I've intuited is that they will be wherever they were uh, like they'll stay wherever they captured you, but they'll make their way back to this place where they're supposed to be. Um, so you can like kind of catch them walking back. So you can kind of yes. manipulate them by chasing them basically down another direction. It's just don't chase them toward where you're going to respond. Yeah, I, I made you're gonna the have wrong a bad choice time. for how to abuse it. Cause the, the smart way uh-huh. would be to let it happen once and uh-huh. then immediately go back there, wait till they turn around and start walking and then just follow them safely. Uh, and mm. that that could be the way to do it. Um, I mean, I eventually just on my second playthrough, I just realized that if you just wait for the one guy to move from the hallway, you can make it through the end yep. quite easily. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, didn't, Although, it didn't actually matter. But one thing I will say about the enemies, they can see far. places it doesn't seem like they should. <laughs> like it's just oh, like like around corners, even not quite around corners, but it's just like I think. Well, I think part of the thing is that many stealth games kind of coddle you, and that. If yeah. the enemy is off screen, then they'll be a little bit more generous with uh, like vision cones and stuff because it's like a really frustrating experience as a player to like, oh, well, when I walked past that guy, he wasn't looking at me. How did he get me? It's like, well, because he turned around, turned around after yeah. you walked by. <laughs> I mean, my personal favorite um, handling of, of that whole thing, because many games, like I said, would kind of uh, cheese it. Uh, for you by just uh, reducing the the enemy's vision if the player can't see them. Yeah. Uh, but my personal favorite is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, where you just get the the classic alert noise, and then but you get slow motion, you get time to knock them out or kill them before they alert everyone else. Sure. Because it's it's the it's a really uh, like 
first of all, it just is a, a cool dramatic moment of just like, what? and then you're like, Oh <laughs> shit, I got to try and get him real quick. in like slow motion. But also that's a really nice way to keep your, uh, your stealth, uh, pretty unforgiving and that, uh, there are, you can have a lot of enemies and have them see you from really far away and have to really test the player's sneaking ability. But then, uh, if, if every time you got caught, that was just it, then it would, get pretty old pretty fast and you'd yeah you wouldn't you would never be able to learn how to get better at the stealth uh whereas like giving them that chance to to still save it uh it's so good that, that's what a great what a great game yeah yeah i i do think that often stealth games um lean towards uh, uh giving you you know they, they lean towards power imbalances and especially informational mm-hmm. imbalances like whether yeah. that's like taking place in third person so you can see around corners or or like you said giving being very generous in in how the enemy vision cones work uh, because mm-hmm. stealth games are also about like you being able to like single-handedly you know sure. weave your way through this heavily guarded location and you know do whatever it is you need to do mm-hmm. um, so they 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 do often uh, tr- like trick the game world into making it rigged in your favor yeah um uh yeah uh the but these these enemies and this is actually part of the reason they're so scary is it's just like man if you just like if they even see you they just bolt for you if they glint you out of the or they glance you out of the corner of their eye it's just like god damn it yeah and i actually thought it was really effective because uh, in the the level where they're all far beneath you and you're trying not to, you're like jumping on those big platforms. Oh, sure. Uh, they can see in three dimensions, so they can see. Oh, they'll see yeah. you and they'll start like darting around and making the noise beneath you. And it's like, oh God, yeah. don't fall down, don't fall down. Yeah, it definitely is like uh, jumping over a lake full of piranhas or something. It's just like, I yeah, know they're yeah. down there and they and they want to kill me. They want with their so bad, badly. bad noise. <laughs> piranhas with violins. Mm, the worst a fate worse than death yeah the the other thing i was thinking when you were talking about that is it is funny that um sort of we playing stealth games you've absorbed the expectation for uh enemy line of sights to be short because Mm. you know in in real life people can see further than 30 yards uh-huh. <laughs> but in all stealth games if you're far away they just yeah you're, you're invisible um, yeah, well, but the, I mean, the other thing that stealth games maybe don't account for as much, and so the the vision cone can kind of be abused, is um, uh, you know not being able to trust your vision totally because sometimes you just like there's a blur and you're like, what the f- that wasn't anything, was it? And then yeah, you kind of look yeah. and you're like, nah, it must not have been. Yeah, um, that's true. But I mean, largely also, uh, it's just kind of become the norm with still. I mean, think about Hitman and like yep. how you could be walking right next to some, like literally standing. You're in there. You would be in their perif- peripheral vision. Yeah. But if they're if they're not looking at you, you can just walk up beside them and clock <laughs> them over the head with a fire extinguisher and then <laughs> steal the their fire. clothes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, fire extinguisher is the my, best. My brain, weapon in my Hitman. brain heard fire hydrant, and I was oh. like, "What are you talking about?" No, yeah, fire Honestly, extinguishers I, are. I wouldn't be surprised effective. if there's if there's been a Hitman level where you can kill someone with yeah. a fire hydrant. Dude, I'm a I'm a wrench man myself. Yeah, uh, I mean wrench is like versatile, but the fire hydrant is or not fire hydrant, fire extinguisher is just very funny, especially when you throw it over your head, yeah. you're just like throwing it, and it just flies perfectly straight like a <laughs> missile. Uh, <laughs> 
there's yeah. something very satisfying about yeah, that. Yeah, but you can't hide the fire extinguisher if someone comes around the corner. Like, you can't put it in your... You, you don't need to hide it. Why would you ever hide it? Well, I just it's, mean, uh, like... It's inconspicuous. I just mean that... Wait, uh, can you walk around with a fire extinguisher in your hand? Yes, or? absolutely. Oh. Huh. Okay. <laughs> 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 I think you've been playing Hitman wrong, man. You can just walk around if it if it doesn't like have the little uh, have the little thing. You can just walk uh, around with that shit. Huh? You can just walk That's around funny. holding a statue in your hand and <laughs> conk somebody over the head with it. Um, yeah. Well, nothing beats the heat-seeking briefcase. Yeah, classic. Which they've now uh, they patched added it, to the game, but then yeah. added it to the game. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right i think we're i think we're getting off track so yeah. i think that means we probably don't have uh, uh anything it. else to say about uh, assimilation yes i think i think that does so why don't you tell the people about our exciting next episode oh boy well uh well fans of the of the pod will will long uh, be f- yeah semi long time one year fans will one year fans will remember that last year we did uh, a little a little award show called the Edgies, and we're we're doing them again, baby. Second Woo! annual second annual Edgies. Uh, so uh, next week, rather than playing a new game, we'll be going over the games we've played since the last Edgies mm-hmm. that were last August. It kind of a bad idea to have a uh, a year in review show, but not actually at the end or beginning of a year. But it's fine. <laughs> but it's when you know? we started. Our, we're exactly. on the, we're on the school year <laughs> exactly we're on the school year vibe so so next week we'll be we'll be going in and and discussing our some of our favorite uh games that we've played over the last year and i'm sure we'll come up with some goofy creative categories we already just have like last come up year with many yeah be, yeah um it's gonna be but good. anyway so uh make sure to uh follow us and go back and play every game we played over the last year yeah, so you all remember 52 them all. of them uh-huh uh and then uh check us out and uh, until then make sure you follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast where you can get uh hot tweets you know links to games uh you know engage with developers all kinds of good shit you know That's it's a great place stuff. definitely a, follow us on twitter do it uh, i tweet every week i tweet sometimes (laughs) Uh, alrighty bye bye